0: Welcome back to another edition of Trendy, the show where we explore the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And last week, I could not find a single good way to wager as Eddie Spaghetti shoved me face first into a whole bowl of marinara sauce, beating me 17.3 to 8.4. Luckily, he is off the show this week, and I am instead joined by my partner in crime on Covered in Glory, Brett Coraminas. How are you doing today, Brett?
1: I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I'm excited because I get you off uh, a poor run right here because you've been you've been mostly beating up on me, except I think even the, the World Cup month was the only month I think I had a pretty handy win. But other than that, I think the majority of months on Covered in Glory, you've been beating up on me. So I got a chance now to make up for it, take on my bully, you know, what do they, what do they yeah. say? Stand up to my bully. That's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm doing this week. And I get to or- spread my... My sporting range, not just soccer. I get to give my terrible takes on other sports now this week
0: or you're my slump buster my potato my tomato can that
1: I <laughs> that's probably my the more likely background. outcome <laughs> let's be All honest right.
0: well before we get into likely outcomes and the best that we're going to play this week and let you spread those proverbial wings i wanted to give everybody a little bit of your background who ha- doesn't listen to us on covered in glory because i'm sure they're saying right now wait a second you got the soccer guy in here what's he going to know about the rest of these sports well, you actually have extensive background in sports other than soccer in fact even more extensive than you have in soccer i was surprised that you were that you knew what you talking about in the beautiful game because you are basketball heavy on your resume so uh why don't you tell everybody listening how you kind of got where you are today and especially the background you have training nba athletes
1: uh well how I got where I am today is a lot of mistakes. Um that's the yeah, short version. Um <laughs> a lot of regrets as you as approaching 40 here but um no uh I, I mean I think it's not shocking when you're like oh that's the soccer guy. I think a lot of people when I'm like oh yeah I was a certified strength coach and I worked with NBA athletes to get my 59 But and go, yeah, what? Really? You did that? Um, So, yeah, it's not definitely a shocker when people hear that. uh, But I did it actually for almost a whole decade. Amazingly enough, I coached high school basketball before that, uh, despite being a college volleyball player. So I am a very weird background. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I got into it. uh, I think I was a high school coach. I started traveling around doing a bunch of camps, um, kind of in my mid to early 20s um was actually supporting myself gambling i was a poker player a little bit there uh which financed some trips to go kind of around the midwest i I remember brad stevens was just like coming up in at butler at that time um, so I remember using some of my funds to go down there, and spend a week, like watch Butler practices, just loved it. I always wanted to be a coach after my volleyball playing days ended. Um, and then it ended up just being, I ended up wanting to coach basketball. So that turned into high school coaching, which turned into doing some player development stuff. Uh, and then through networking, just met a guy and we ended up. And catching a break and started working with NBA athletes and did pre-draft for one of the bigger agencies that was out there, Stefan Giannis's agency, Octagon. We had their pre-draft for about five years. So we've run their pro day and everything. Um interesting experience, crazy industry. Very glad I'm out of it at this point. Uh much happier to be sitting across staring at you, Toby Mergler, than I than I was dealing with that, the the all the side things that comes in with that. Um but it definitely was a super fun, challenging career I got to be part part of uh a few cool success stories probably nothing big like i wasn't working with like superstar players all the time but like undrafted oh, guys that end up making the league things like who that. were some
0: of the superstars though i know there are some superstars you worked with who's uh, really impressive uh in the camps and that turned out to be you know exactly who you thought they'd be in the league
1: well bam out bio we had his pre-draft so we had bam for three weeks the year he came out and the minute I, I think I told the story on the one of the original extra point shows, but um, we did his pro day, and I was always very impressed with him, like super professional kid. I mean, he's not a kid now; he's an adult man. But you know, super professional when he came in, worked really hard. Uh, we had a lot of directives, like you know, don't put him in you know contact related stuff because he's going to be a lottery pick. We don't want him like turning an ankle, things like that. And I remember his pro day. <laughs> this is probably the the, the the biggest indicator of why this this dude's a winner. But um we have there's there's rules for NBA workouts. So you can only have six players a, a max in a workout. So you can't just like go for two hours and have like 20 guys on the court at the same time. So we, we always had to run schedule our pro days. So it was like six guys at a time, max, we do like 20 minutes to kind of showcase, you know, certain positional skills in front of all these NBA executives and stuff. And bam, being the lottery pick and kind of the hop high profile member of that octagon class had to go last. And he was, his agent wanted him to work out by himself Um, and the entire pro day. Bam would come up to me like, yo, let me, let me hop in, man. Let me just like, let me set some screens. Like, let me, let me pass. Let me be out there with my guys. Like every workout. night, I'd have to be like, Bam, no, like, you know, you're on your own, you know, you gotta, you'll get your chance to show your thing, but he'd come up, you know, the guards, first group of guards went and he's like, yo, can I just get out there? I'll just throw some passes. I'm like, Bam, you can't be on the court. Like <laughs> he's like, just let me get out there with my guys. And, and that just kind of shows you, I think a lot of things that have come out over his NBA career where he was just, he's very team focused. He's, He's about the collective. he's about winning, you know he the, we've worked with other guys who I won't name who, you know in those situations where they had a chance to like have their own workout um would have embraced that moment, you know, they would have loved like I'm the star of the show, like this is my thing. I'm this big time rookie like, yeah, hey, you guys better be here to watch me. And Bam was the exact opposite. Like literally the entire two hours until his he well he was going towards the end of it, but he would just be up my butt, just being like, "Let me get out there! Let me get out there! Let me get out there!" Um, and I always thought that that was really, really cool, really indicative of who he was. And it's super hard not to root for guys like that to do well.
0: Yeah well you are a bit of a bam out of bio a podcast host because you're always asking me to do more you're always asking us to do other shows do champions league do everything else and so you've got that same bam mentality i'm sorry i'm the guy holding you back Uh, but you just (laughs) mentioned that you didn't kind of pay your way into this whole life and and this profession that you built yourself by being a professional poker player and then i know you transferred after that uh into a lot of heavy dfs action so what i mean you've been playing you know decent levels of dfs for a long time now what have you learned from dfs that you've now started to transfer over as gambling became legal across america
1: man uh well dfs was i think the reason i went into it was it was probably the closest thing to tournament poker since like online tournament poker just became either full of sharks or full of issues legally (laughs) um and so I I always enjoyed it for that aspect because it's kind of about leveraging fields and like you play certain ways. You know, it just it just remind me a lot of like the mid 2000s, like tournament poker strategy. Um, I'm not sure if I'm good. I think I'm like slightly above break even if I look back at all my notes here, um, you know, but I, it's fun. It's fun to do. I don't do it at like super insane volumes. I'm not like trying to be a pro or anything at it. Just more. I like the the mental challenge of it. Um, but you have mentioned this before when we've talked about it, and uh, the big thing about DFS and and there's a correlation. I use it in my DFS prep is like prop bets, right? So those markets are really similar, and you know a lot of DFS is just like market analysis. Basically, it's like just finding weak price points and then kind of leveraging into these lineups, and you know going from there and and playing, you know, trying to create as much equity as you can versus the field. But the prop market is kind of another thing too, where it's like. <clears throat> the the models modeling is so good at some of the standard lines in these sports. I mean, you and I do Premier League, like we talk about that on the show all the time about how good those models are, you know, far as far as the books are concerned, Uh, same thing for like regular NFL spreads. But the prop market is still where I think you can attack things. And I I think that's kind of why I use it a lot to leverage DFS stuff. You can kind of get a a feel for what the market thinks a player is going to do and then kind of factor that into his pricing and how they generate points. So there's a lot of correlation there between that. Yeah.
0: Well, I was feeling really good about the prop market, but I have found a new correlation, which is any week that I do well picking games, I somehow suck at the prop market. So like this week, I'm not our last week. I was nine and four on the NFL against the spread and still managed to lose money because I did so bad on props. Uh, I think three weeks ago, I went 13 and two and did the exact same thing, but somehow I can't get off of them, right? Like the prop market still is where a lot of my action comes from, whether it be from a fantasy background or DFS background or anything, it's just a super fun way to, uh, to gamble each Every week, so I have a feeling that we're going to be heavy on props yet again this week. But oh, you yeah. should probably fade anything that is not a game pick from me. Uh, but <laughs> I'll give you that opportunity here in just a minute.
1: Uh, oh, I, already, I already have my tail pick week Is we extend, not just to spoil the secrets behind the production, but we email picks before the show, and, and I've sat in and I've produced these shows, so mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I've been watching this one bet basically pay for your move into your new house. So I'm already <laughs> on it, like I'm already there.
0: I have a feeling I know which one it is, but we'll find out. We're going to give Caesars a little bit of love, and then Brett and I will be back to commence our head-to-head contest.
2: within seven days after qualifying wager settles see caesars.com slash promos for full terms void where prohibited know when to stop before you start gambling problem arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP colorado wyoming kansas affiliated with kansas crossing casino call 1-800-522-4700 indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP licensed through horseshoe bossier city and harris new orleans massachusetts call one 800 327
0: Okay, we are back, and it's time to play Heart Head Heater Cred. And given how bad I did last week, it would not be honorable to take honors here, Brett. So why don't you go ahead and lead us off?
1: Well, you know, this is this is always hard is heart is tough for me, you know, heart gut type of picks, you know, because of my love of spreadsheets, Toby. Um, and so I really tried uh-huh. hard. I tried hard to be like What's the thing that I don't get super analytical and like 4D chess, this stuff. And the thing is, is we were sitting here talking about game lines and I've been doing terrible on our, our company game pick graphics. I hope they don't show our record this week. Um, but I, I just came back to Dallas minus one and a half. Like it just, it just came back to that. And the reason was because we, we try to do it. If it's a heart pick, if it's a gut pick. My heart just says Dallas is the better team. Brandon Staley Chargers have always seemed like there's just something missing about them. Um, I don't know if you feel like the same way with that, but it's just I know the injuries always kind of are the scapegoat of that team. All these guys, they have so many players out that miss starts and all this kind of stuff. But it just seems like with Justin Herbert and how we hear about how good he is, like there's always something missing with this Chargers team. And then the kicker was. As I'm going through, Dallas hasn't exactly played a murderer's row. The one really good team they played, they got annihilated by was San Francisco. But Los Angeles barely beat Aiden O'Connell the last time they played. Aiden O'Connell and the Las Vegas Raiders. So, again, my heart was just like, you got to go Dallas, right? Like, your gut, the gut instinct here, Dallas has to be the better team.
0: Yeah, Staley's a really interesting case for this pick because, like you say, you know, you get an advantage of three points for being at home. Like you get an advantage of like six points for going against Staley because he <laughs> will actively sabotage his team and like he'll take field goals off the board. He'll give up field position. Yeah, he's doing all these insane decisions that just lead to this massive deficit versus the expected return of his players' performance. And so, if the guy is going to go out and and swing the uh, the actual total, you know, three, six, ten points, you got to love getting. Dallas in the one and a half to end up victorious here.
1: Yeah, and I mean the other part too is like Mike Williams is a big part of that that San Diego or uh, uh LA offense. They call him the San Diego Chargers. Um, you know he's out with the torn ACL. Uh, you know, Ecklers should be back this week, but they they don't have like this isn't a team that's like super rich with weapons like Josh Palmer stepping in for Mike Williams, like doesn't give you a bunch of like inspiration to go bet the Chargers. And and I mean, we watch, you know, you and I are basketball guys or soccer guys like, you know, or sports generalists probably more than maybe people think they listen to in Glory. But this this team with Staley just seems like disjointed. It's like when you watch like certain soccer clubs or you watch basketball teams or you watch you know teams in the NFL like well coached well run organizations like you watch them and you like get the big picture when you watch them right like you you go i see your plan of what you're trying to do I have never once thought that watching a Chargers (laughs) game under Brandon Staley. I've never been like, oh, I get it. Like, I understand your big picture now. (laughs) It's just like, you're going to do a little this, a little bit of this. You're going to be like smart about this, but you're going to be really dumb about this. It's like,
0: yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what his first coach fired odds are right now, but that's probably the best bet we can take in the prop yeah. market for involving the uh, the chargers. Uh, but I'm going to try my best here, and I'm going to take a charger on the prop market, and it's Justin Herbert over 10.5 rushing yards at minus 123. And you don't usually think of guys like Herbert or Mahomes as running quarterbacks, but they are fully capable of taking what the defense gives them. And with Dallas rushing the quarterback as effectively as they are, I can just see multiple times where Herbert has to step up, grab the four to five yards at time because he's not uh, comfortable enough to throw as they shake him out and flush him from the pocket and because he's not a running quarterback historically this number is really low right like only 10 and a half versus a number in the 20s or 30s or 40s that you would get for like the fields of the world uh so if he only has to find a, a running lane two to three times for me to cash this bet at a really low number it completely makes sense to me though the under is minus 111 at caesars if you'd like to fade me instead
1: Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing, I think, about the Chargers is uh, Herbert has three rushing touchdowns this year. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not like the dude is, I mean, I'm sure uh, some of them are sneak related. I think he only has like 15 red zone total yards. But, you know, that's the kind of thing is like he clearly is showing this knack for like when he needs to pull the ball down, he'll get you that 10-yard run every once in a game. And that's really all you need. Like you just need that one thing where the pocket collapses, he steps up, everybody's back in coverage, and then he just runs for first down, and you have your over.
0: Yep. Well, that's what I'm counting on, and it's another fun bet where you're in it the entire game, essentially, because even in garbage time, even at the end, especially if, like, they're trailing, and then uh, Dallas Pult goes into some sort of prevent defense, then that just leaves an incredibly soft, like, 11 to 12-yard pickup right off the middle, then scamper over to the sideline, so – I like it. Um, I'm happy with that one. Even if I was losing last week, I said it on Friday's show. I'm, I'm, my analysis is good and the results will come. I'm going to got my slump buster here and I'm going to turn this thing around. Uh,
1: <laughs> just,
0: just continues
1: to bully me. <laughs> extra points HR extra points HR
0: uh, all right buddy what do you got on the head side which is your your bailiwick right like you love spreadsheets everything you do you overanalyze, and so I can't oh, wait to hear the the three head picks you're gonna give out this week I imagine they're all gonna be doozies just,
1: just ask anyone that's ever dated me about overanalyzing analyzing things um, <laughs> no I this one this one was this one was tricky though I mean I, I got there in the end um, but I definitely was a lot of spreadsheet digging um but I will I'll give the pick out first but it's the Jake Ferguson anytime touchdown in the game on on tonight plus 215 and here's the surprising thing that came up in my spreadsheet digging numbers Toby I don't I don't necessarily love Dallas like red zone props for receivers because they're so run heavy when they get to the red zone this year but Pollard's number was like minus 170 I want to say um, but Ferguson, here's the interesting thing about Ferguson. Ferguson has 11 targets in the red zone this year. The uh, the Dallas wide receivers, uh, Gallup, Cooks, and Lamb, guess how many they have total? 11, 11 11 total. So Ferguson has just as many targets in the red zone as all the Dallas receivers this year. And it kind of makes sense, right? Like Dalton Schultz was a a DAC target in the red zone a lot of the time. And Ferguson's that like six, five, I think he's like six, four, six, five, you know, that big body target where space gets tight that you just kind of throw it to him. So I think this game is going to have a lot of red zone trips. I believe the chargers are third in the NFL in terms of opponent red zone opportunities. Um, so I think Dallas, is going to get to the red zone I don't love the Pollard line because it's the the juice is just so bad um but I do love that Dallas is going to have opportunities to score to get to the red zone multiple times this game and I think Ferguson has a really good chance to come up with one of those touchdowns then
0: yeah I mean somebody's got to score him and it might as well be him and you're getting over you know what did you say plus 220 is that what it is
1: uh plus 215
0: plus 215 for him to get it like i um, that's a fine bet. I got no argument with that one. Uh, I am going with one. that I'm going to think this is probably the one you're going to tail because uh, I am running out another Perdomo power play. Tail, I'm going with... tail, tail,
1: <laughs> tail, <laughs> tail Perdomo. I he's really only he's only got you once. It's only
0: got me one time, and I've been betting it over and over and over again, but I do like to combine it with somebody else and not just give out like minus 150s every day. So the Perdomo power play today is going to be um, Perdomo under 0.5 hits, and then Zach Gallen over 14.5 outs. You put these together, it is plus 188. And I am daring, Perdoma, I am daring you, sir, to beat me in back-to-back games, because even after the homer on Wednesday, he still only has hits in five of his last 25, and I do not see myself backing down on this anytime soon for the rest of this series. And so to complete the power play, I had to find somebody else, and I'm going with Zach Gowan because he's been highly consistent, making it out of the fifth in 34 of 37 starts this year, including two playoff starts already this season. And I don't expect him to have a short leash in this game, as the Diamondbacks won't want to hammer the bullpen in game one of a long series unless they absolutely have to and with both teams sitting since at least Thursday I think the conditions overall favor the pitchers here as they are closer to normal rest so to only get 15 outs seems like a uh, a highly likely outcome of the gallon start and I think the under on runs at uh, under 7.5 is also an interesting bet but the payout is better on this Perdomo power play than just on the under so give it to me at plus 188
1: yeah, I mean, at this point, like, because I produced this show and I've seen this bad hit so much that, like, it's like a Pavlovian thing where <laughs> if you say Perdoma, I just go, tail, tail, yeah. where? tail, tail. It's, so it's, I didn't even really care. Like, I saw the other part. Of I know it's in a parlay, but, like, I don't even really care because even if that's, like, a coin flip – I I feel so confident about Perdomo. I'm like, yeah, I'll just take his reasoning for a while. he can throw whatever in there. I don't care. <laughs> but just give me the Perdomo thing.
0: Well, I think the Gallon standalone is like minus one seventy, and so getting it all the way like yeah. you believe that Perdomo is just you know the sweetener. Taking a minus one seventy to plus one eighty eight is pretty 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 nice sweetener.
1: Yep. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be at a bar and somebody's gonna be like, yeah, that Perdomo guy. tail. what. Where? <laughs> Goodness.
0: All right, let's uh, head over to the heater, Brett. And for the heater, I am keeping things simple. I am just going Astros run line in games two, three, and four of the ALCS. Tonight, it is plus 162. The Astros are the more talented and more experienced team. And I love this number even more after they lost game one, because I expect this to cash in at least two of the next three games, as I would be highly surprised to see the Astros down 3-1 or get swept. I know they could end up within one run, and I can get middled here, but I'm willing to take that risk in order to get that number higher up. Um, the run line will be even better once they hit the road for games three and four, plus it gives them an extra at-bat to cover that one and a half. Uh, so I am I know I managed to curse the Braves last week with this bet, and with apologies to Piacenti, I'd love to voodoo the Astros out of the playoffs, even if they take them down with me, so I am happy to do my part here. What direction are you going for for your heater this week, Brett?
1: Well, I think another fun game would be can you put an over-under on how many Astros players you think I could name?
0: Uh, Well, Perdomo plays for the Diamondback, so you don't have that one. Uh, Let's see. Since I have you on here during the baseball playoffs, I hope it's more
1: than .5. Uh, It's more than .5. I would say if you set the line at 2.5, that would be that that would be good money I can get to two I don't think I can get to three oh, but right. um <laughs> for my pick I am staying in my lane here this is a, it's a covered in glory extension uh but I get to talk about teams that you would never want to talk about on covered in glory <laughs> uh but our friends at the SPN Bill Connolly has written about this uh goal scoring is up across all major soccer leagues this year it's been an interesting little trend. Um, we've had big discussions on VAR. VAR has also helped increase scoring because the number of penalties that have been getting called. Um, I think the models have caught up to the latter. Um, I don't think the models have caught up to the former, but in the Premier League this weekend, not only are we seeing this trend of more goals being scored, there's a bunch of matchups between teams, and I'll tease it out now, we'll get into it on Friday, um, between teams that I think are very well-suited to kind of be the, the the slump buster, you know, since we're using that term, uh, since you use it so eloquently to describe me. Um, I think that there's a there's a good chance this weekend, we'll give out those three bets on Friday, though, that the overs are gonna hit. I think it's a, a generally good bet for this weekend in the English Premier League.
0: Okay. Uh this will be fun. I will be done with my heater bet by Thursday, and you will not have started yours. So Ooh, you yeah. will get you will get uh the all of them are coming on Saturday, whatever.
1: baby it'll be Uh, actually no Saturday and Sunday.
0: Okay. Well, we'll look forward to hearing those on Friday. Uh, but let's hear your credibility pick. Now. What is the one bet you're most confident
1: of, of the entire day? And it is for two units. Well, let's, let's preface this with, I should not have any credibility in general. Um, (laughs) but if I am forced to put my credibility or whatever is left of it on the line, uh, I have went with the Austin Eckler alt rush yard total of 75 plus at plus 330. That's a big number, Toby, yeah. for a credibility pick. It really is. Yep. But Dallas, again, we've went through or I talked about this before. They have not played good teams. And we are just a couple of weeks from James Connor ripping through them for the Cardinals. And anybody who saw the Josh Dobbs fourth quarter attempts at coming back against the Rams are probably like, how did that ever happen? Um, Uh I think, and that's a whole other conversation about are the Cardinals done as being a plucky kind of uh, like foil. I think that's, I think we've reached that end too. Um, but the other part too is is that Dallas is sneaky bad, 4.5 yards um, on rush attempts or per rush attempt. That's like 20, it's 24th in the NFL. Um, so this is not a, a run defense that has looked good and it's a run defense that hasn't looked good against some pretty bad teams. Then the other part of that, Is the Chargers, despite the fact that we have Justin Herbert talk constantly um, everywhere that that goes around the Chargers, actually have like a 56-44 run or a pass run split. So this team runs the ball a fair amount. They also are third in seconds per play. So this is a fast tempo offense that runs the ball a fair amount against the defense that has been giving up a lot of yards per carry. And Mike Williams is out. So we have seen we have been you know, we have seen the fact they're going to try to probably figure out ways to scheme around that. And I think the most obvious one would be to hand the ball off to Eckler more. Again, that's not like so rooted in numbers. It's kind of you're getting into psyches here, but you'd have to think that's the place that they go. Then with the other three factors of the rush yards, the tempo and the Chargers uh, run pass splits. I think it's a good place to put your money. I think Eckler gets over 75 plus tonight.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna tail this one. Um, I I originally had Eckler in my second guess express on his over total in receivings because I think one threat to this number is if they just get him really involved in like the dump off and screen game in order to slow down the the pass rush of the Cowboys. But this number's too big. I mean, it's way too big. Like, I could see him clearing 75 yards, maybe not one out of every two times they play the Cowboys, but certainly one out of every three. And so, like, if this was plus 200, I probably would have let it go. But at plus 330, the odds just seem way too high for a number that a superstar like Eckler does not have any uh, – he can challenge this number very easily. It's not like he's a stranger to this number and it would take some sort of lightning strike event for him to hit it. So I'm tailing it. Um, I would have not found it on my own, so I'm glad that you serviced it for. Because I did a Toby to thing. To
1: I did a Toby thing where I just found a like a like a I, mismatch of of things that pointed me to this bet in the darkest corners of Caesar Sportsbooks, and I pulled it out. Oh, yeah, I feel so good about, about this.
0: Doing a, stop doing bragging about doing a Toby thing. Given I only got eight units back last week after all the eighteen. So well, okay. Well, Aim higher for your heroes.
1: Uh, i i am apparently like your rabbit's foot in terms of you doing really well at betting. So this the the, the past is the past, the present is now, the future is the future. Let's get zen about this Toby. I'm here, you always beat me at things. You're good. Profits are going to hit.
0: So all right. Well, let's see if this one hits cuz I am going with another prop market uh bet here in my credibility and I'm going with Dak Prescott to get 225 plus passing yards. And at least one interception at plus 124. And God bless Caesars for allowing us to pair these two things together. I love the way they have set up their <laughs> same game parlays. So I adjusted the passing number down for Dak to reflect lowered expectations for him. But the Chargers have conceded at least this number in all four games so far in 2023. And opponents are averaging 329 passing yards against them. Uh, but they've also picked the ball off in three out of four games. And Dak turned it over. Over three times just last week as he continues to not c- take care of the football i also think he'll end up with mid 30s and attempts tonight and with the, especially you know playing this this fast moving chargers team that uh that wants to get a lot of plays off and gives the, the other team more series as a result um and with the ball in the air 30 plus times i think he'll clear both of these numbers easily and early so to get a plus number at plus 124 i'm really happy with this
1: one yeah, I mean, I think um, I think one of the other parts of that, too, is like the game script is going to call for this this game to be close. And so I think that means that, like, we're not going to have a blowout where there's dead possessions at the end of it, which is very good for him to hit the, the yardage total of 225. And I mean, the Dallas offensive line, everybody's healthy. But like those guys have like Zach Morton's been in and out of games like if they lose, they have no depth behind that line. They lose a starter, which is a thing that very well could happen just because, A, it's football and it's an incredibly violent sport. Um, but then I really like the Chargers' pressure to get home, and then I, I would like that interception bet as well. So it would be a little yeah. dependent for me. I, I thought about tailing that one. Um, obviously, I couldn't because Perdomo, you know, it's just sitting yeah. right there. Have a Yeah, but just the idea that, you know, one of Dallas's starters goes down, Martin goes down again or something, and then it creates, like, a gap in the Dallas line, I would have really liked that bet. But Perdomo's around, can't take it.
0: Yeah, well, I, we got a fun one tonight. It is nice to have a, a good game on Monday night to end the week. And uh, these two teams, they we might not be seeing either of them in Vegas in the Super Bowl, but I'm always happy when they show up on my TV because of just the random janky things that seem to follow both of them make for an entertaining night of television. Uh, so that's it for Hardhead Heater Cred. We're going to take our other break, give our sponsors some love, pitch you with our second guest express, and then get you out of here.
3: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: Okay, Brett, we are back and it's time to give out the pick that we wanted to give out. But decided not to for whatever reason, therefore guaranteeing it is basically a lock. And I am going uh, to the world of hockey. I know you were really excited last week to see me dive into hockey a little bit, but not (laughs) as excited as Eddie Spaghetti. And this one is an homage to him. Uh, Rangers puck line tonight at plus 105 at home versus the Arizona Coyotes. And it's just Stockholm syndrome after Eddie dominated me so bad last week, <laughs> blindly identifying with my tormentor. And I'm just straight up grabbing his coattails here as I know he'd give this out if he was still on. Uh, so New York gets to open their season in the garden tonight. i love them to get a win over the Coyotes. A team, my extensive research and my overwhelming, overwhelming hockey knowledge that I proved last week reveals – uh, as a franchise that historically sucks having only made the playoffs once in the last 11 years in a sport where you have a 50 50 chance to make it every season 16 teams out of 32 make it somehow it's never the coyotes uh so i don't know all of i'm talking about in hockey quite yet i will start giving out those picks with a little more confidence as i watch more but right now they're stuck in the second guess express and this is just a tribute to mr spaghetti
1: Yeah, when is the uh, Stockholm Syndrome edition of Trendy coming out? That's what I want to know, where it's just (laughs) all you have to take your picks of the people that beat you. Um,
0: (laughs) I want that version.
1: I want that version of Trendy. (laughs) Is that what I have to do if I lose this week? Am I just going to be like a Commander's fan immediately and just start taking Commander's bets all the time? Because I'm sort of, everybody. I'm sort of terrified. <laughs> um, all right, for mine, the second guess express was. I really, this is this is definitely one of those like agonizing fantasy decisions for me. I really wanted to put this as my heart pick, uh, but the Dallas total points span of twenty-one to thirty is plus one thirty-five, and I just feel like that is such a massive part of their scoring range tonight that it. it I don't know. I kind of almost want to put it in now. Like this is how much of a second guess this is for me right now. I'm going through the logic again. I'm like, I, I just want to switch it. Um, This is, I'm encapsulating the second best and express better than anyone on the show. I'm going to say that right now, but yeah.
0: Are you more worried about it? uh, Them coming up
1: short or blowing past it, going past it. I think the low third, this is the reason why I think the low thirties are too big, a part of their range that I couldn't pull the trigger on this bet. I was worried about the 31 to 35 point total, which they could get there. Um, that was the reason I didn't take it, but it is so enticing at plus 135 to have like 60% of their scoring range covered. Um, I, oh, it was tough. This was agonizing and it's yeah. why we have this segment. So you all can bet it and you'll win money. <laughs> I'll lose to Toby and then just have him basically verbally abuse me while you all sit there and do nothing about it.
0: Uh, I'm sure people are listening to this just thinking about how abusive I am. Uh, You're actually like scaring people what happens off the mic. Like I get off the (laughs) mic after, you know, like complimenting you and glory and like supporting you here and they must just think I am a monster, monster (laughs) as soon as this thing goes cold.
1: No, he's not, he's not, Toby's my guy. He just bullies me on occasion, but I deserve it. Right. <laughs> Isn't that how you, you say it to yeah, <laughs> so people that are bullied? Movie. I deserve this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Well, listen, to, where can people listen to me allegedly bully you even more this week, Brett?
1: Covered in glory. Watch, listen to soccer. It's a great sport. Like, we have a lot of fun on our shows. We listen to it. Get into soccer. It's great. It's year-round. You can literally bet on soccer, like, every month of the year. And they have huge international tournaments over the summer. The Euros are coming up. Like, come on, people. Get into the sport. And then if you want to throw money at it, listen to our show, Clover and Glory, Thursdays. Well, we record on Thursdays. It usually is out Friday. But listen to it. It's great.
0: I almost gave out Netherlands today, but I wanted people to tune in Wednesday. I didn't want to drive everybody away quite yet. <laughs> uh, so we also will have on the network this week waiver wired and lemon pepper parlay back on their own feeds. Of course, minus three, particularly the 15-minute pregame show, which is a smash hit for the network. Super proud of that one. And then extra points with Sarah Tiana and Dave will be on Wednesday. We thank you guys for joining us today. Hope that you'll come back on Wednesday and Friday as I continue to allegedly bully brett right here on this show so thank you guys for listening enjoy monday night football enjoy the baseball playoffs enjoy hockey and we will talk to you later in the week take care everyone